guys, let's start the first of a two-part series on accountability, and I'll throw it over to Chad. Chad, what what'd you get down? Hey, hey, good morning. Um, love, I love this topic. I know that I'm someone uh, who definitely needs accountability. It helps me when I've tried to do things without accountability, they fizzle. And when I set myself up with accountability structure in place, then I'm much more likely to to be successful for so something like this, you know, this. So if I know uh, that personal development is important to me, then it's important to set something up in place. So, you know, a couple of years ago now, I was like, okay, at least twice a week, I want to get together with a group of people. So let's do Tuesday and Thursday mornings. And we've been doing it ever since almost every week. So um, one of the first things he said was when we do something, and I love that idea of doing something, I'm, my recommendation is that we all do something uh, Elijah says, hi, we, we all do something every single day. And when we do something, we are dropping a stone in the pond. And I love, I love that concept of that because we all know what the ripple, the ripple looks like. And it reminds me of the idea of, you never know where the ripple is going to end up either. I heard, heard one time that you can always count, you know, if you open up an apple, you can count all the seeds that are in the apple, but you can never count how many apples are going to come from each seed. So as long as we're putting seeds out there, we're like the farmer, we're just sowing seeds, sowing seeds, sowing seeds. Some are going to, you know, get eaten by the birds or whatever and do nothing. And then other seeds are going to grow and they're going to turn into trees that turn into more apples that turn into more trees that turn into more apples. So that was kind of the first one. Um, I love when he, when he starts talking about the law of attraction and, and values is what, is what brings people together. You know, it's, it's uh, like in it works specifically, I think it's super, super important that we identify who what's, what some people would say our avatar is, you know, who, who is your dream? Like in a, in a perfect world, who is it that you want to recruit? You know, what are they, what values do they have? What, uh, what is their life like? Right. And really get specific on this because when we determine who we would really like to have on our team, then we have to go to work on becoming that person. You know, we have to go to work on becoming the person that we want to recruit because then we're going to attract the people into our business that we want to recruit. So um, he said, set of values is what brings people together. And three, I was talking to my son about this yesterday is reputation versus character. And, and how, it's so important that those are the same. You know, reputation is who people think we are, but character is who we really are. And so if those aren't the same, then that causes a major like rift in our life because it's, you end up frustrated because it's like you're living a double life. You're this person over here in front of people, but then you're this person in your, in your alone time. And if, the more that those line up and the better everything, everything becomes. Um, a couple more here. The last or number four is what would motivate an employee to put a suggestion in the suggestion box? Best leaders are humble. I love this idea because the, the best leaders in it works are the ones that are open to correction. They're open to ideas. They're open to change. They're, they have that, that safe. They've created an environment where everybody feels safe, where they can come to them. You know, if they're frustrated about something, they can come to them. It's just an open dialogue where it feels safe. And I think that's so important that we create that kind of environment instead of the I talk, you listen environment, or you do what I say. I don't want to hear any, uh, you know, pushback kind of thing. And I, I, 
I got to experience that a lot when I was in the military, the type of leader who you just don't, you know, you don't bring anything to their attention because it's not going to go well. Right. Versus people that are open and they're like, how am I doing? And they want to know because they want to change and they want to grow and they're open. And that's the kind of environment that people will thrive in. And um, the last thing I'll touch on here in a second, and this is hard. This is really, really hard I think, for yellow, yellow personalities is that we have to realize uh, in this business that if we have, if we have time to do everything for everyone, then we're not doing much. And what I mean by that is if we're, if we're doing things to grow our business that are meaningful, then we're, there's going to be some things that we have to say no to. That, that, that's how you know you're doing great things is when you, there's a lot of things that you have to say no to. And I, I love John Max when he first said that. I was kind of a little offended by it, but he said, you know, in a business like this, you're going to grow or you're going to go. You're going to get better or you're going to get left. You know, we talk about things like uh, exposure is everything, the fortunes and the follow-up, and work with the willing. Well, if it's work with the willing, you have to kind of identify who's willing, who's not willing. And if someone's not willing, then you just don't, we can't work with them because they're not willing, which is hard if you're a yellow personality. And having said all that, the balance of all that is to love everyone unconditionally and where they are and call the greatness out of them. So I just, I think accountability is always a good thing. I think it helps everyone. It's always better to have accountability than to not have any accountability and to help people with accountability instead of holding them to it. So if you're, if you're helping someone with accountability and they fall, you know, it's, it's not a, it's not a time to shame them or, you know, come at them. It's just, Hey, that when someone falls, just help them up, help them up and then hold them accountable and see what happens. So that's what I got for today, but I'm going to definitely get that guy's book. I've never heard of him before, so I'm going to get the book and check it out. Awesome. All right, Tay. Drop some nuggets of wisdom. Yeah, so much good. I think I had a couple that Chad had as well. Uh, I'll just start. The first uh, thing that he said, and it's something that I, I really resonate with, uh, he said, be accountable to yourself. Uh, and for me, I, it, it immediately sparked this quote that I uh, heard a couple years back and I always followed it. And it said, uh, if you wouldn't follow you, don't expect other people to. Uh, so you have to be disciplined, disciplined enough to like give yourself a command and follow through that. And uh, for me, just thinking uh, like putting this, how can this uh, relate to people when you think about uh, New Year's resolutions? Uh, people put out resolutions and maybe a couple weeks in, they, they're no longer doing the things that they said they was going to do at the beginning of the year. Uh, so you have to constantly remind yourself uh, of your dreams, like coming out of conference, like everybody is on fire. It, it's easy to be on fire when you're so close to the thing that set you on fire. But as you get further away from it, uh, like how are you going to continue to feed that fire? And you do so by just continuing to uh, showing up to Zooms, continue to show up to personal development, continue to do the things that you said you was going to do uh, at the beginning of the year. So uh, that really stuck out to me. The second thing, uh, and this is what Josh said, uh, he said, hold yourself to a higher standard. Uh, and for me, I thought about what Joe said at the beginning of the, uh, of, of the Zoom. He said, how about, you know, we stay accountable to the work that we're doing at the end of the month and let that carry over into the beginning of the month. And for me, I think as you set that higher standard, you will understand, like, your team is going to go exactly where you lead them. So if you're just waiting to the 25th to actually start to kick in and really do the work, then you have to understand, like, your team is going to do the same thing. But if you set that pace at the beginning of the month, if you start to have those power 30s, as you start to have those Zooms, 
those uh, work at Zooms, as you start to do these things at the beginning, your team is going to follow suit because they're looking for somebody who's going to lead them, not people who are going to tell them what to do and expect them to get it done. They want to see you out front doing those things. So uh, I think you have to set the standards high and you can't waver from it. Because I think as you set it high, like you're, it's almost like what John Maxwell said, like you're going to separate the winners from the whiners. The winners are going to show up and the people who, re who don't want to work are not going to show up and do these things. And you're going to be able to uh, really see the people who really want the things that they said uh, they wanted when they first signed up. So, uh, and just the third thing, this uh, one that Chad touched on as well. And he said, a set of, a set of values bring people together. Uh, and I love that because it, it made me think about just uh, listening to my, uh, my wife. Uh, and she was telling about how she started to tell her story differently and uh, how she started to like really, uh, she got to where she kind of recognized uh, the story that she was telling was attracting certain types of people who was relating to that story. So uh, instead of just telling her story in the same way that she did, she started to incorporate her values in that. Like I'm a hard worker, so I'm looking for hardworking women. Like I love building relationships, so I'm looking for women who want to be around other inspiring women who are going to continue to lift uh, each other up. So I just challenge you guys, as you share your story, like add your values in there. What, like Chad said, like what type of people are you looking for? Like what would be the ideal person that you would love to work with? Put that in your story. Put that in the post that you post. And I think as you put your values out there and you stay on those values, like you said, you have to build on your values and you have to protect your values. So you have to continue just to everything that you do, you have to push your values out in front that you are a hard worker, that you are a person who believes in personal development, that you are a person who loves to help people and who loves to help people get better. So I think as you identify the things that you really want and stick to that, then you will uh, draw the people who also have those same values as well. Uh, and, and the last thing uh, that he said, and I think this is probably one of the most important for me because I'm a yellow at heart, so it just kind of hit me a little differently. He said, we make a difference we make a difference. We make a difference every time we interact with people. Uh, and for me, I think you don't have to be, because uh, you know we have the social distance now. So it's the same with social media. Like when people leave uh, your social media page, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, are they are they leaving full or are they leaving empty? Like what are you putting out? What are you feeding people? Are you continuing to feel them the positivity or are you feeding them with negativity? So I think you have to understand this one thing that he said, and I, I just I, I just love this. He said, the way that we live will rub off on other people. So I think you just have to be intentional and you really have to be intentional about how you're living and the things that you're putting out, knowing that people are watching you. Uh, people who probably would never tell you that they're watching you, people who dislike you, those people are watching you and waiting on you to fail. But at the same time, as they continue to watch you, you're starting to rub off on them. So I think you just have to be intentional with the way that you live and just understand people, regardless of what rank you're at right now, people are watching you. They've seen the things that you struggle with and they're watching how you were responding to those things. We see you posting the Bible verses and we see you struggling. How are you responding to these things? Like how big is your faith really? So I think you just have to understand like your faith is always put out in the open, the things that you're going through. Uh, it isn't something physical. It's something that's going on within your mindset and within your faith. And I think you just have to continue to look at it in that manner, knowing that if you just continue to persevere, as you just continue to push through those things, not only are you helping yourself, but you're helping a lot of other people who don't have the strength that you have to be out in the open talking about your struggles and still fighting those battles head on every single day. So uh, just understand most of the battles that you're facing is not just a battle for you. You're fighting for a lot of people who don't have the strength and the voice to uh, be loud about it and continue to fight it. Uh, so just uh, be perfect. Be perfect 
purposeful of how you're living and just be loud about your faith and be loud about this uh, company and the opportunity that we have. And I think as you do so, like you'll be able to impact people in ways that you probably uh, didn't think you could before. So uh, that's, that's what I have, just so much good. And I think I'll get that book too, because my perspective on the calendar was uh, totally different. Mine was always, you know, that gym part. And I'm like, I don't want somebody telling me what I got to eat, how I got to work out. Uh, so my, my, just my uh, perspective on accountability has changed. Uh, and that's just because I was open enough to like actually listen to people who actually study this, actually, you know, building a, like a brand off of this thing. So uh, I'm definitely interested in just uh, getting this book and just digging deeper into like, uh, how I can better myself and be more accountable, not only to myself, but to other people as well. So good. And, and, and I'll kind of pick up where you, you kind of left that, you know, accountability is not punishment. You know, that, that's one of the big things is accountability is not punishment, but that's what most of us think it is. Uh, I love how uh, Sam, and, and for those of you that are listening, this is Sam Silverstein and his book, No Matter What, the 10 commitments of accountability. He said, accountability is the highest form of leadership. I love that. And, and, you know, I'll take it a step further and go, accountability is biblical. Uh, I, I pulled out my uh, men's devotional. If you guys haven't jumped on men, every man a warrior, make sure you get this book. And in, in one of the first three lessons, it gets right into accountability. It says, Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 10, two are better than one because they have a good return for their work. If one falls down, his friend can help him back up. But pity the man who falls and has no one to help him up. Guys, when you have somebody that you are accountable for or accountable to, it allows you to work harder, go further, create more than you ever could on your own. That's why I love what we do with It Works because we're here to build teams. You know, maybe you don't have somebody on your sideline that you're accountable to. Sideline partners are great because of the fact that if you're both going for the same goal, you can hold each other accountable to getting to that goal. You know, when you're looking at your leader Sometimes you don't want them to keep you accountable because it feels like they're barking orders at you. But if it's somebody that's going along that exact same journey with you, it's much easier because it almost turns into a competition. You're keeping each other accountable to your goals and it becomes a race to see who can get there first. You know, I love the comment of success is leaving people better than you found them. And that accountability starts with yourself but then spreads to the rest of your team. Uh, using accountability as a, a ripple effect, you know, the thought process of you're throwing a, a rock into the pond and the ripples take effect. Well, you're the rock that goes into the pond. Your decisions that you make don't just affect you. That second ripple is when it touches somebody else and affects them. Uh, you know, Chad and Tay both touched on it the set of setting your values and speaking out your values so that you will attract people with similar values. You know, a lot of times the people that are joining your team are a direct reflection of what you're asking for. So make sure, like Tay said, you're putting your values out into your ask so that you're looking for the hard worker. You're looking for the winner, not the whiner. You know, 
Who on your team right now needs to know that you can't do this without them? As I'm going to go in and tell my leadership today that I can't do this without them. They already know that. I see Rachel on here smiling. Can't do it without you. Guys, this is a team-oriented business. We can't do it alone. You know, it's something that you have to do together. So make sure that you're letting those people that are important to you, even those that aren't important to you, know that they matter. I think the second is more important than the first because the people that know that they're important hold themselves to a different standard. The people that you don't think are important are the ones that need to hear it the most. Uh, I love that most problems stem from a lack of accountability. When you look at everything that goes on, you can almost always trace it back to somebody wasn't accountable somewhere. Whew. The thought process and the statements of accountability versus responsibility is super important because most people get them mixed up. We are responsible for things. We are accountable to people. Don't mix those up. You know, you have to help someone be inspired to be accountable, not keep them accountable. Now, I'm going to talk about this tomorrow. Uh, I'm, going to, I'm going to have a quick conversation. So you guys are going to get the, the early insight. We have a great accountability tool in your back office. And that is the monthly game plan. This is a form and a sheet that you write out each and every month that says, this is what my goals are. But it's also a self-accountability tool because you can go back and look at it and see if you actually did what you were supposed to do to get the results that you wanted at the beginning of the month. That's why I think that's one of the most underutilized tools that we have as a company. Uh, you know, this business is built on self-accountability. So if you're not accountable to yourself, for your own actions and your own goals. How can you expect to hold people on your team accountable? That's the difference between leadership and management. If you're just trying to tell your team to be accountable and you're not doing the same things for yourself, you're a manager, not a leader. Be accountable to people outside of your circle. That goes back to the thought process of find a sideline person to run with. That way that you guys can bounce back and forth and share and help each other become accountable and hit your goals. And then finally, are you with purpose, for purpose, on purpose? Let your life this week be a ripple that goes out and causes change in other people's lives. Guys, thanks for tuning in. We can't wait to see you here next time for the second part on accountability. We'll see you again soon.